What's good, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to the Cody Springer Show. Today is um, March, what is it, March 13th, 2022. Um, hope everyone's doing good. Uh, you know, it's been a while since you guys have seen me um, here on the podcast. Um, and that's because, you know, I've been recovering from uh, my surgery. Um, I've been keeping you guys kind of up to date on Instagram about um, my recovery from surgery. Um, everything's going going well on that front. Um, I should be on my feet here in a couple weeks. Um, I've got a follow-up appointment here in 10 days. So hopefully by then I should start to bear weight on my ankle and begin moving around and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, that's kind of where I'm at with everything as far as, you know, the surgery and everything, but I hope everyone's doing good. Um, sorry, I've left you guys kind of hanging for as far as the podcast goes, you know, I just been trying to recover from the surgery and, you know, just making sure everything's going good on that front, not trying to do a whole lot. Um, you know, nothing too strenuous. But I'm back, and uh, we're going to be talking about some things today. Uh, before we get started, if you have not uh, followed me on Instagram, it's at the, T-H-E, Cody Springer, at the Cody Springer on Instagram. And, uh, yeah, so let's get on with the podcast. Today, um, first thing I'm going to lead, lead off with is the Deshaun Watson situation. You know, I've I covered the Deshaun Watson uh, situation here on the podcast previously. Um, you know, I, I've been standing by uh, what I said about a year ago that I felt like Deshaun Watson, this was an assassination of his character. I don't believe that uh, he did what he was accused of. Um, but yeah, it went to a grand jury. You know, this was to uh, um, determine whether or not he was going to be indicted on criminal charges of sexual misconduct. And the grand jury um, declined to indict Deshaun Watson on the, not of the uh, nine criminal complaints um, that were filed against against him. Uh, so yeah, the grand jury um, rejected all nine cases. Um, I mean, there were ten originally, but the prosecutors did not pre present the tenth um, case. So therefore, Deshaun Watson will not be um, facing any kind of criminal charges for the uh, ten or for the ninth. Uh, criminal complaints that were against him. This is huge news for Deshaun Watson. You know, now he's one step closer to returning to the NFL. Um, you know, there's been some trade talks, but nothing's happened because teams have been waiting on whether or not Deshaun Watson uh, would be criminally charged, and he has not. Um, he still has to deal with the, 20 the 22 civil suits that are against him. 
but you know those will be handled in due time. Uh, Deshaun Watson spoke to reporters for the first time in over a year. Um, he did a news conference with him and his lawyer, Rusty Harden, uh, who has been essential for Deshaun Watson and getting his name cleared. Um, he said, it's definitely a very emotional moment for me. I know we're far from being done of handling what we need to handle on the legal side, but today is definitely a big day. I thank my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, for letting the truth be heard. And I thank everyone in my team, or I want to thank everyone that was a part of this for seeing and hearing both sides. That's what my point and my team wanted to do is have a fair slate of us telling our side of the story and let the conclusion come to what happened today. And that's what the grand jury decided on. I'm going to keep fighting to rebuild my name and rebuild my appearance in the community and on the legal side, handle what we need to handle, but also ready to get on the field and prep for that. So, yeah, I mean, Deshaun Watson, you know, I mean, yeah, I mean, this is definitely uh, emotional for him because he has been having his name drag through the fucking mud. And I know some people are going to say, you know, well, just because the criminal cases were dismissed, that doesn't mean that he did not do this. I mean, here's my thing, dude. Everyone is innocent until proven guilty in the court of law. And I told everybody a year ago that these accusations were thin at best. I said that, you know, because it just felt very um, salacious. You know, it felt very uh, bullshit-like, you know what I mean? And I'm not trying to... Um, I'm not trying to, um, uh, what, what, what's the words I'm looking for? I'm not trying to dismiss the fact that sexual assaults, you know, of any kind, you know, I'm not trying to say that, you know, uh, they're not a serious um, offense because they are, you know, they are. And I feel like if, if a man uh, sexually assaults a woman, then they should be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. But there has been no concrete evidence that anything like that has gone on, you know, and that's the thing. Like, there's also been other massage therapists that have come out in defense of Deshaun Watson saying that he never did anything like that to them. You know, I just kind of felt like the whole thing was a money grab right from the start. I felt like the Houston Texans played a role in this. Um you know, of course, you know, the Texans are going to deny that they had anything to do with this. But, hell, I just find it very odd that, you know, the moment that Deshaun Watson demanded a trade from the Houston Texans, that all these accusations start coming out about him. And I just, yeah, I stand by what I said. You know, I stand by it fully that the Texans uh, wanted – to get his to do this to him because they were pissed that he demanded a trade. They didn't want Deshaun Watson to leave the team. I mean, it just goes it, it just goes to show that the Houston Texans organization is a shitty ass football organization. They truly are. But yeah, I mean. I'm but here's the thing. I'm glad that Deshaun Watson is not going to face any kind of criminal charges um, for, for these horseshit accusations 
because yeah, I think this is a bunch of lies and people are going to, you know, question me and be like, Cody, there's 22 women who have filed uh, civil lawsuits, you know, 22 accusations. Yeah. I'm aware of the number of women who are coming out of the woodwork and saying that Deshaun Watson did this and he did that to him and all that. But here's the thing. I read every single criminal or uh, every civil suit complaint, um, you know, related to the situation. And it, and it was practically the same identical story. You know, I mean, there was a couple that were, that were changed up a little bit, but yeah, man, I just kind of felt like, you know, this whole thing is just ridiculous. You know, I felt like Deshaun Watson, you know, he had sex with some of these women, you know, that they confirmed that, you know, they never denied that any sexual activity took place, you know, between the women and Deshaun Watson, you know, um, you know, there, there's never been any denial when it comes to that, you know, Deshaun Watson had sex with some of these massage therapists, but that's the thing. He never, um, he did, he says that he did not do anything that was non-consensual. You know, he did not assault them. He did not, you know, threaten them, hold them against their will. None of that shit. Cause I don't think that's the kind of person that Sean Watson is, but you know, hopefully this whole situation can get wrapped up here soon, put to bed. And so that way Deshaun Watson can return to playing football for whichever team he gets traded to, because I mean, that's the thing he is not going to play for the Houston Texans. You know, he set out the entire season, uh, you know, this past season, you know, he did not play in the 2021 season, but it's you know more than likely Deshaun Watson will be, playing in this upcoming 2022 season. But the question is now, who will be uh, trying to procure his services? Um, yeah, I heard the Panthers are looking to make an aggressive offer for Deshaun Watson. Um, you know, I think if Deshaun Watson went to the Panthers, I think, yeah, it would definitely be an upgrade. I think he's an upgrade for any team that is looking for a quarterback because there's a lot of teams that are looking for quarterbacks this year, you know, and I'm going to get into several of the biggest stories that that's been around the NFL, um, you know, for, for the past week or so. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you look at the teams that are, that still need quarterbacks, you know, we talked about the Carolina Panthers, you know, they um, definitely need an upgrade. You know, they had Sam Darnold, who did not play well. He got hurt. And then they brought back Cam Newton. And Cam Newton wasn't it either. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the Panthers are definitely a team that needs a quarterback. Um, that's for sure. Um, I mean, if you look at um, other teams that need quarterbacks, there's the, uh, the Philadelphia Eagles who could be interested in Deshaun Watson. I don't think the Philadelphia Eagles are, are really sold on Jalen Hurts being the man. I don't think they, they're sold on him being their franchise quarterback of the future. And no offense to Jalen Hurts, but Deshaun Watson is a much better quarterback than Jalen Hurts. I mean, that's just the facts. Um, so, yeah. Um, you know, we talk about the Washington Commanders. Um, they, as you know, they probably wish they would have held out for uh, Deshaun Watson. But, you know, they ended up getting Carson Wentz. And I'm going to talk about the Carson Wentz trade 
here in a little bit. Uh, there's the Colts. You know, the Colts just unloaded Carson Wentz. Could they be looking to possibly acquire Deshaun Watson? Um, I don't think the Colts have the, the draft picks that the Texans would want because the Texans, they want a lot in return for Deshaun Watson. You know, they, they really do. You know, they, they want um, six assets. So that's a combination of draft picks and players, or they could all be draft picks, but the Texans definitely want a lot in return for Deshaun Watson. And I think that's been the big holdup, you know, because the Miami Dolphins, they, they wanted Deshaun Watson, but and the trade never happened because, you know, um, they just could not come to terms on a trade. And the owner of the Dolphins, Stephen Ross, he wanted Deshaun Watson to uh, – you know, kind of get his uh, legal situation under control and it just wasn't going to happen. So, um, but the Dolphins, they are not interested in Deshaun Watson. They have committed to Tua Tungavailoa as their quarterback. Um, the Saints, the Saints, I think, are a team to watch out for, you know, because, I mean, they've been trying to find somebody to replace Drew Brees and they've had a quarterback carousel going on. You know, last season, Jameis Winston was their starter. Uh, Jameis Winston got hurt. He tore his ACL. Uh, then they had Trevor Simeon, who didn't really pan out. Uh, Taysom Hill um, had a few starts as well. Um, but they don't want to commit to Taysom Hill as their quarterback. They'd rather use him as a gadget player that he's been for the last, you know, uh, four, five, however long he's been there, years. Um, so yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see what happens with Deshaun Watson. I'm glad that he's not going to be facing any criminal charges and hopefully he can get back on the field for the Texans or not for the Texans, but for his new team as soon as possible. All right. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. We got to get into Aaron Rodgers. Uh, you know, there was a lot of, um, you know, there was a lot of speculation about what Aaron Rodgers was going to do. Was he going to stay with the Packers? Was he going to request a trade? Or was he going to retire? But uh, Rodgers announced uh, this past Tuesday on Twitter that he'll be returning to the Packers for the 2022 season. Um, yeah, the, the Pat McAfee show, you know, Pat McAfee uh, was one of the first people to break the news Aaron Rodgers was going to be returning to the Green Bay Packers. Um, but, yeah, Rodgers is going to uh, – come back, play for Green Bay. Um, and, uh, you know, there was reports that he signed a new four-year contract with the Packers, but Pat McAfee has stated that that is not true. Aaron Rodgers is returning to the Packers, but, you know, there's no truth to the contract that was reported. Uh, Rodgers tweeted, hey, everyone, just wanted to clear some things up. Yes, I will be playing with the Packers next year. However, reports about me signing a contract are inaccurate, as are the supposed terms of the contract that I uh, quote-unquote signed. I'm very excited to be back. Hashtag year 18. So, yeah, so some big news. Aaron Rodgers returning for an 18th season with the Green Bay Packers. You know, there's a lot of speculation about what he was going to do because, you know, Rodgers has been – unhappy with the Packers for quite some time now, but it looks like Aaron Rodgers has put a, put his, you know, his uh, displeasure aside and he's rejoining the team. 
So what do I think about this? I think Rodgers, at the end of the day, you know, he loves his teammates. And, you know, I think that's what ultimately influenced his decision because, you know, last year Rodgers was frustrated. You know, he was frustrated with the Packers and their inability to put together a Super Bowl caliber team. And, you know, and do I think by him returning, is he going to get the Packers to the Super Bowl? I think, I mean, that's the thing. Like, they have got to figure it out. You know, why haven't we been able to reach the Super Bowl? You know, because two years ago, Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers went to the NFC Championship game against the Tom Brady-led Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and they lost. And then I think that's when Aaron Rodgers was like, you know, like fucking A, you know, Tom Brady came in here, pretty much called his own shots, and now he's going to the Super Bowl with Tampa Bay. And then that pissed Aaron Rodgers off. I really think that pissed him off. So now, you know, Aaron Rodgers, you know, he's had more say-so in personnel decisions you know, they brought in Randall Cobb, and I think that was to make Aaron Rodgers happy. But, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. They're, they're going to have to put the pieces together to build a Super Bowl team. And I don't know if Green Bay has that. I mean, yeah, they, they, I mean, they, they uh, franchise tagged Devontae Adams. But Mark Marquez Valdez-Scantling, he's going to be moving on in free agency. So, yeah, I mean, they're. I mean, the thing about the Packers is that they have a salary cap problem, so they're going to have to cut some people or trade some people in order to uh, increase their, their salary cap room, which means they might have to get rid of some of their best players in order to make that happen. It's a slippery slope in the NFL. You know, one minute you're on top, and then the next moment you're down the bottom of the pack. But, you know, I don't think, that, I don't think um, you know, Aaron Rodgers is going to be slowing down anytime soon. I think he's still going to be in top form. And in my opinion, I think Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback in the NFL. You know, I, I definitely think that. You know, he won the MVP last year. You know, he's back-to-back MVP. And he could go for uh, the, the trifecta this year. You know, be, a, be the, you know, winning MVP three times in a row. So, yeah, man, um, I think that could happen. And then there's Jordan Love, who has been groomed as the future replacement for Aaron Rodgers. You know, he's being, um, you know, he's being tapped as the future replacement for Aaron Rodgers. Now, I heard since the Packers have committed to Rodgers beyond this season, that Jordan Love might be someone they could trade. You know, there's a lot of quarterback needy teams out there. So could the Packers trade Jordan Love? I mean, I'm sure they might get some offers, you know, because remember, Jordan Love got to play last year. You know, Aaron Rodgers got, you know, uh, C-19. <laughs> um, I'm not going to say, say the, you know, uh, the whole thing because I'm a, you know, I don't want any of this to get pulled. So, yeah, Rogers got C19, and there was a whole 
uh, immunized uh, scandal and all that. And, you know, Jordan Love got to play. You know, he played against the Chiefs. And, uh, you know, he wasn't very impressive in that game, I will say. But then again, it was his first career start. But, yeah, could, could Jordan Love be on the move? Now we'll have to see what happens from, uh, you know, with, from this point forward. But Aaron Rodgers will be a Green Bay Packer going into this season. And then, and then we got another quarterback, another star quarterback who was traded. Um, but, yeah, so uh, Russell Wilson was traded by the Seattle Seahawks to the Denver Broncos. Um, you know, it was a pretty – intensive trade package that uh the uh that seattle got in return for russell wilson so uh the seahawks they traded russell wilson to the broncos in exchange for quarterback drew lock tight end noah Fant, defensive lineman defensive lineman shelby harris two first round draft picks one for this year and one for next year and two second round picks uh, one for this year and one for next year and a 2022 fifth round selection for Wilson and a fourth round draft pick. Wow. So um, yeah, Denver definitely um, sent a pretty awesome trade package to, to the Seahawks and, you know, Denver, you know, they want to win now, you know, they want to win now. So that's why, they made this trade happen. So, yeah, they gave they practically gave up their draft for the next two years in order to get Russell Wilson. So, I mean, this better pay off for Denver. That's all I have to say. You know, I think Denver, you know, I think they really needed a quarterback in order to, to uh, keep pace in their division. And they, you know, there's a lot of talk about them getting Aaron Rodgers and, you know, Aaron Rodgers that he decided to stay in Green Bay. But now, you know, another domino fell. You know, the Seahawks, they traded Russell Wilson after Pete Carroll said they weren't going to trade him. And now he's going to Denver. And Denver pretty much gave up their draft for the next two years to get Wilson. So, yeah, this definitely has to pay off for Denver. The pressure is definitely on Russell Wilson to come into a new city, a new team, and win. You know, and I definitely think that Russell Wilson definitely has the tools in Denver to succeed. You know, he's got he's got a pretty you know solid wide receiver group. You know, he's got uh, Tim Patrick, Cortland Sutton, and Jerry Judy all at his disposal. You know, so he's got three pretty good wide receivers who could become great wide receivers because that's the thing with Denver. You know, they've had, they've been plagued with bad quarterback play, you know, um, Trevor Simeon didn't work out. Uh, Drew Locke has not worked out and Teddy Bridgewater was our starter last year. And, you know, Teddy two gloves, you know, he did okay, but it wasn't quite enough to get them into some serious playoff contention. But now, you know, that division, I mean, if you look at the AFC West division now, you have Russell Wilson for the Broncos. You have Derek Carr for the Raiders. You have Justin Herbert for the Chargers and Patrick Mahomes of the Chiefs. So, I mean, that's going to be a pretty competitive division now 
based on the quarterback play alone. Yeah, that's going to be exciting to watch, you know. I've, I, I mean, the AFC West is definitely a much more competitive, competitive division now, and it's going to make for some pretty good football come September. So, yeah, I mean, you know, Russell Wilson got what he wanted. You know, Denver got what they wanted too. So, and I think everybody everybody wins in this situation for sure. We continue with quarterbacks here. We're going to talk about Carson Wentz. Yes, Carson Wentz is no longer with the Indianapolis Colts. Colts made a trade. You know, they're trading um, Carson Wentz to the Washington Commies, <laughs> the Washington, Washington Commanders. And, um, yeah, so uh, the Colts got some draft picks in exchange for once. The Colts will receive the Commanders' third-round picks in this year's draft and next year's draft. And uh, there's a 2023 third-round pick um, that could become a second-round pick if Carson once plays 70% of Washington snaps. The teams also swapped second-round picks in this year's draft. So the Colts will be moving up to number 47 overall, from, num from number 47 overall to number 42, and the Commanders are getting a, a seventh-round pick for this year. So the Colts got some draft compensation for Carson Wentz. It, it's not anything significant. It's not a first-round pick because, quite frankly, Carson Wentz isn't worth a second-round pick. I mean, this guy is not a franchise quarterback. You know, people are hoping that, you know, Carson Wentz can become the player that he was years ago with the Philadelphia Eagles, but it's just not going to happen. Carson Wentz is an injury-prone shit quarterback, man. I I'm just going to say that right now, man. Carson Wentz just lacks the leadership skills. And, he and yeah, I mean, I've just heard that he wasn't a good teammate. And, you know, in my opinion, I think the Colts benefit from the situation. Of course, they don't have a quarterback now, but they move on from Carson Wentz. You know, he's Washington's problem now. Maybe Ron Rivera can get, can, can get the most out of Wentz. Well, Wentz does have some weapons in, in Washington. You know, as scary Terry McLaurin, who is just a beast of a wide receiver. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's not like Carson Wentz is going into a situation where he has nobody, you know, because, I mean, yeah, he has uh, people to work with. You know, in the Colts, outside of Jonathan Taylor and Michael Pittman, I mean, there's not really any, like, badass offensive weapons there. So the Colts definitely need to get better as an offense with whoever their next quarterback's going to be, whether it's, Jimmy Garoppolo or, or, uh, or someone, someone they draft. Yeah. Maybe they take a chance on somebody in the draft, a quarterback. I don't know, but yeah, I mean, I just think, um, you know, the Colts have to get better offensively because I think if the Colts could put the pieces together offensively, they could definitely get back in the playoffs because their defense is stout you know, they have a stout defense with Darius Leonard anchoring the, the team and they have DeForest Buckner, you know, they have, they have people there, but the offense just needs to work it out. And then hope oh, then maybe Colts can get back up in there. 
It's official. I don't, I don't have a match at WrestleMania. Well, you know what? I, I can accept that now because I think I found a way to get there. And it depends on the answer to the challenge I'm about to issue. I want to have the biggest, most stupendous KO show in history, and I want to do it at WrestleMania. But I have the perfect guest in mind. I know you're watching, and I don't think you have the guts to show up. But the bottom line is I am calling you out. Stone Cold Steve Austin! Kevin Owens, I want to thank you. I want to thank you for waking something up deep inside me that I've kept buried for 19 years. Ever since you started running that damn mealy mouth of yours talking about the state of Texas, the great state of Texas, you got my attention. You are one dumb son of a bitch. Whether you want to call this a KO show, a match, a fight, a brawl, whatever, I will guarantee you this. In Dallas, Texas, where I started my career at WrestleMania, Stone Cold Steve Austin is gonna open up one last can of whoop ass on you, Kevin Owens. And that's the bottom line, cause Stone Cold said so. All right, let's switch gears here. Let's talk about some professional wrestling. Stone Cold Steve Austin will be returning to the WWE at WrestleMania 38 this year. So, yeah, I mean, that, that's, that's big. You know, that's definitely big for sure. You know, Stone Cold Steve Austin is returning at WrestleMania. He'll be on the KO show confronting Kevin Owens. Um, yeah, they did that little uh, video for Austin uh, answering Kevin Owens. Um, I thought that was pretty cool that they did that. But yeah, Austin will be returning at WrestleMania to face off against Kevin Owens. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's the thing. Like, like Stone Cold Steve Austin, you know, like he had his last WWE match at um, WrestleMania. Um, I forget which one it was. I think it was 19. I think it was WrestleMania 19 against The Rock in Seattle. And that was his last match. And that took place uh, 19 years ago. I mean, that's pretty crazy, you know, that, you know, uh, it's been that long since Stone Cold wrestled a match. Now, I think some people might be disappointed that Austin isn't wrestling Kevin Owens in a match. But, I mean, but that's the thing. Like, I, I, here's the thing. Here's my mentality when it comes to, older wrestlers you know like they retired wrestlers who come back if they're physically capable of wrestling and stuff like that then yeah by all means you know i mean we've seen it with the rock you know he came back and he wrestled those two matches with john cena at wrestlemania 28 and 29 and then the undertaker you know undertaker went went to uh having one match a year you know he um until he finally retired uh, WrestleMania a couple of years ago. And then, you know, Triple H was doing it one match a year. 
I mean, I mean, that's the thing. If they're physically capable of wrestling a match, then great. You know, by all means, do it. But if you're like broken down a little bit and you're just not physically capable of having a great match, then don't. But yeah, I mean, me being a huge fan of Stone Cold Steve Austin, I, I to me, he's my favorite wrestler of all time. I'm a huge Austin fan, so yeah, anytime he, he, he comes back to do something with WWE, you know, I'm, I'm all for it, you know, because that, that guy was one of my heroes as a kid, and, you know, I, I just, yeah, I think he's one of the most uh, entertaining, badass human beings on the planet, so yeah, I'm definitely all for him returning at WrestleMania this year to do something with Kevin Owens, you know, I, I, I definitely think it's a cool thing, for sure. I can't thank all of you beautiful people enough for all of your concern and your messages. It's very heartwarming. Uh, I can move all my digits. You see that? That's nice. That's always a good thing. Um, strength feels fine. But unfortunately, uh, right now, they tell me my neck is broken. So there's that. But uh, once again, thank you, everybody. I'm going to be all right. I'll be good. Don't worry. Go to sleep. Don't worry about all me. But uh, for real, thank you. And uh, I appreciate all of you. So, uh, I got some really good news, uh, all things considered. Uh, the C1 and C6 are indeed fractured, not displacement though, which is uh, a very good thing. And uh, I don't have any damage to my spinal cord, no ligament damage, and no surgery, which I'm very thankful for. And a pro tip, if you're going to break your neck, do it in Birmingham. They've been great. Everyone here at UAB has been great. Um, but for real, um, it's meant... A ton to me that so many of you have been so kind and reached out stopped in to see me texted me i know i feel like i sound like a broken record but i am very grateful and uh i'm gonna be all right it's a blessing and in continuation with the pro wrestling news um some unfortunate news i have to talk about uh big e uh, you guys may know him you know he's uh in, in a group called the new day with uh kofi kingston and xavier woods um, Biggie and uh, Kofi Kingston had a match on SmackDown this week. They were going up against Sheamus and Ridge Holland. And unfortunately, in the match, um, when Ridge Holland was doing a, a belly to belly suplex outside the ring, uh, Biggie had a scary situation happen. He landed on his head, which with that move, you're supposed to land on your back. But Big E landed on his head and broke his neck. Yeah, he fractured the C1 and the C6 vertebrae in his neck. And now, if you don't know what that is, your C your C1 vertebrae that is just below, um, like your skull, and your C6 is further down. He fractured both of those vertebrae. Um, Big E is in good spirits. He's doing okay. And he will not require surgery for the fractures. Um, as far as what this means for like recovery and stuff, to be honest, I think it'll take over a year for Biggie to fully recover from th this injury. You know, if you I mean if you've broken a bone before, and I can attest to this, you know, it is 
one of the most scariest and, you know, painful experiences of your life. You know, I broke my ankle in two different places. And, you know, I broke, I fractured my tailless bone in my ankle. And I can tell you right now, it was definitely one of the most painful things I've ever had to experience. And I'm still recovering from that fracture. You know, I had to have another surgery, you know, weeks, you know, several weeks ago, you know, last month, and I'm still recovering. And my ankle may never, never, may never be fully right again. You know, I, I was, I was told by my surgeon that I might have, I'm most likely going to have to deal with some post-traumatic arthritis. So yeah, man, once you break a bone, it can have some lasting effects. And for Big E, having a, an injury as serious as this one, yeah, it's definitely going to take some time. And who knows, he might have to retire. You know, if, if C1 uh, vertebrae doesn't heal properly, then yeah, that might be it. You know, that's the thing. Like some people say wrestling is fake and whatnot. But here's the thing. The hazards in the ring are real. You can get fucked up in the ring, dude. And, and that's concrete underneath that padding. You know, that, 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 that padding that they have on, on the outside of the ring. That's concrete under there. So yeah, man. Um, heart, my heart goes out to Biggie. I hope he has a good, great recovery, and I hope he can get back in the ring. But it's gonna take a while, man. It's definitely gonna take a while. But you know, us as fans, the best we can do is to you know uh, keep Biggie in our thoughts and our minds, and hope he has a speedy recovery. You know, his health is first and foremost before anything else. So, yeah, definitely a scary, scary incident for sure. Right, let's get into the last story here. We're going to talk about Power Book 4 Force being renewed for season two. Um, there's a little bit of controversy surrounding this because, uh, you know, 50 Cent, who is one of the executive producers for Force, and, you know, he's been a huge part of the Power Universe. You know, he played Kanan in the original Power and, you know, he's, uh, you know, one of the executive producers for the Power Universe. But, yeah, man, he was threatening to quit Stars because Stars decided to renew Hightown, who, which does significantly lower ratings than Force does. Yeah, you know, because Force had the highest rated premiere in Stars history. Like, yeah, it was the highest rated premiere in Stars history and... You know, but they have they but they didn't automatically renew it. You know, they waited up until episode five to renew the show for a second season. So people were a little concerned that maybe you know Force was on the chopping block and maybe it was going to get canceled. But you know, Fifty Cent, you know, he threatened to leave Stars, and um, and now Stars has agreed to renew. Uh, force for uh, season two uh, maybe 50 maybe they did this to uh, please 50 you know so that way he won't leave stars 
But yeah, man, it seems like every six months or so, 50's got some kind of beef with stars, man. Like there's some shit that they do that he does not like. And then he puts them on blast on, on social media. And I'm telling you what, man, 50 cent, you do not want to end up on this man's social media. That's for sure. Because he will put your ass on blast and he will make you look bad, you know? And I think stars definitely look bad because you have people threatening to cancel their subscription if they canceled force. But, you know, people aren't going to do that now because Stars has decided to renew Force for season two. And this is great news. And Stars will be having a new show or uh, Force will be having a new showrunner. Gary Lennon will be taking over as the showrunner for uh, season two. And that was a good choice because him and Tommy have a good rapport or him and Joseph Sakura, who plays Tommy, they have a good rapport going on. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm excited. I mean, this is definitely a, a win for the power universe and that's the thing we got to keep on watching because, you know, we cannot give stars the ammunition to cancel any of these shows because if they do one domino will fall and then another one and you can't let that happen. So, uh, stars did put out a statement, uh, Jeffrey Hirsch, the president and CEO of stars, so the fans have been eagerly awaiting Joseph's return as the iconic Tom Egan. And from the show's record-setting debut, it was clear right away that they want to see another season of him taking on this new city. We are thrilled to have Joseph back in the power universe and be expanding the world with a new tap tapestry of power players brought to life by our fantastic cast. And yeah, man, I mean, I think Force has done a great job you know, I think I, I like the story that they're telling and the cast is, is great. I, yeah, the cast for Force is, is definitely killing it right now. And I cannot wait to see what they do for season two. But right now, you know, they're currently in season one. Episode six came out last night on the Stars app. So I'm looking forward to see how they finish out the rest of the season. All right, guys, I think that's going to conclude the podcast for today. Be sure to, uh, you know, tell your friends and family about my podcast. You know, definitely helps my podcast grow with the more people that are watching. Um, you are watching this on Spotify and you're listening to this on any other podcasting platform that you get your podcasts on. I look forward to talking to you very soon. Peace.